0: You're all that we're after. I just want to talk and um, just speak to you about the fruit of hearing, hearing the voice of God or hearing the spirit of God. How many know that when we hear the voice of the Lord, It brings fruit in your life. It's a little more than just hearing. We have to do what he says. And so everyone in this room, how many have heard a word from the Lord? Yeah. And so how many have, no, I won't ask the next question. How many have been completely obedient on what the Lord's asked you to do? And I think we all try try and be as as obedient as we can and just follow the leading of the Lord. And so I just want to talk about a few things in regards to that because I, I ultimately, man, I'm telling you one of these weeks or maybe go three weeks because I, I feel like I've been studying healing and miracles and I've just been like, oh, Lord, we need this so badly. Just want I've been getting it in my spirit. I've just been, it's going to overflow out of this a little bit, but I I want to, I want to be in a place, every one of us, not, it's not about any one of us, it's about the spirit of the Lord and being obedient to what the Lord is saying, and, and healing is one of those things where we need to hear the Lord on, and it's in his word plainly, there should be no confusion about what the Lord says about healing, and I'm going to I'm going to just slap you at the end with bam, 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 and then we'll see what the Lord does, but. I feel like um, you know my my when I listen to what the Lord is saying. My objective is to do everything that He says, because I know it's funny. We always say the devil's in the details. No, I think the Lord is in the details. Yeah. You know, the the Holy Spirit wants to do things specifically, and I know He's used people in the times past, and I know He's spoken to me in the midst of. Uh, being overseas or being somewhere else ministering and it doesn't have to be that it can just be out at the store or wherever you are and if you're listening and you do what he says the results are phenomenal and so the lord wants to use us all in that way not just so that we can display ministry all right good Uh, just go to proverbs chapter 4 And I am going to load you up tonight, and I will try and slow down. I've been instructed to slow down, so I need to be obedient to my wife first. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Are everyone there? Everyone there? 420. Okay. <laughs> My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Let them, uh, excuse me, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And I just want to look at the word incline for a minute because. <laughs> I was, the Lord just kind of put some things in my head about incline, decline, you know. I go to the gym, I do incline, chest press, I do decline. Well, actually, I don't have a good decline thing, so I do different things. I do dips and different things, but incline meaning ascending. Incline meaning you push You push in. Incline meaning the gradient's like this, and the Lord wants your ears to incline. So he wants you to hear with a greater capacity to hear. He wants you to hear from a higher level. And so when we're in our flesh and we're in our carnality, we can only hear by lower level. Are you hearing me? And uh, and I, I believe that it also actually means literally in, in the Hebrew, it means to extend or stretch. And so the thing I think of when I'm inclining, like I feel like the Lord is saying, I don't want you to, Yes, we enter into the rest, right, which would mean I would I would recline, like I, I, would, I would lean back, and I want to lean back in the voice of the Lord, but there are seasons where the Lord is saying, lean in and incline your ear so I can bring you to a higher place, and I feel like that is just the same because I have my, my new chair. I can recline, like it's a really nice chair, and I go into heavenly places and heavenly snoozes. But I also feel like when the Lord gets me excited, I know what happens. I pop the, I don't lean back anymore. I pop the thing down and I sit up or I get to the desk so I can really record what he's speaking. And so every one of us, the Lord is speaking really loud and clear. We're just not leaning in to listen. And the Lord's wanting to test us because this is, I feel like across the board in, in, in the body of Christ, in every believer, we want to hear the Lord. If I hear the Lord better, I'll obey him. As long as I'm fully surrendered. Amen? And so there's a surrendering that has to take place. The Bible says in Psalms 24, Who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who can ascend? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So my heart is ready and listening like what? Like a ready rider. And when the Lord is speaking, he wants to speak to you literally, and he wants to speak to you in pictures. There's so many ways that the Lord wants to speak. We should probably do a whole thing on how the Lord speaks, because I believe he he comes to us in dreams. He comes to us in visions. He comes to us in so many different ways. The language of the Spirit is what we need to learn. And so every one of us has to ask the Lord. Like when, when God begins to speak something or he shows you something, every dream doesn't come from God. You have to ask the Lord. Does that come from you, or is it? Because I don't want vain imaginations. I don't want things. I don't want visions that are my own visions. I don't want to see things that are in my in my uh, my mental ascent as a natural man. I don't want to see just natural things. Ready? Because I'll go back there again. We got to go back there again. I was planning on it, but I have. We have to go back to what I ended with. The other day in second uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, because it's super important, right? Second Corinthians chap- uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 7, and it's speaking about the wisdom of God in a mystery. That's hidden wisdom. And the Lord's wanting to show you hidden wisdom. That's verse 7, but I'm gonna go- jump to verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And I can tell you right now that I've, I could sense today that God is, God is and will bring this corporate body into deeper places than we've really ever known. I'm telling you we're, at, we're on a ride. And that's why I'm like, even with the, the end of the fast, I'm like, eh. no, we're going to stay in a lifestyle fast thing at least I am, and not to, to str- but I, I feel good, I feel clear, and I, I can sense the Lord, I can hear his voice, it's like, I, it's stuff that happened last Tuesday, man, the place blew up, you know, this, this afternoon, like, we just sensed the, the swell of God coming in, and moving on us, and, and I, again, it's like, I don't boast in that. I believe that the Lord is doing something sovereign, and it's not just us. It should be happening everywhere, right? We should be interceding for the whole region to, to explode, and and God would pour out his spirit everywhere. Like, not just here. Let's just not have this, like, we, we, we've got the corner of the market on the anointing, because I definitely do not. There's so much that God is doing all over the earth, and I'm telling you, he's wanting to us to hear with the spirit. So, but God revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things, uh, the things of a man except the spirit of a man. And that's what I was talking about, like visions and the way God speaks. You know, we have to define on how God speaks to us. What ear am I hearing with? Am I hearing with my nat- natural man, things that I, I want to hear, things that I believe for? Or is it what the Lord is believing and speaking over my life? And sometimes we get confused on what the, what the actual truth is on that, and God God give us a grace so that we can step under that, right? But even, even so, no one knows the things of God except by what? The Spirit of God. So that means I am, God is calling me deeper into the spirit realm to live by the spirit and not walk according to the flesh. And that's why holiness is important. That's why walking blameless is important. That's why living a life free of of of, of any type of uh, of carnality, I guess, is what I'm looking for. That I'm I'm not backbiting. I'm not uh, lusting after anything. Anything that doesn't mean just women, men, or anything. It means anything. Like it doesn't control me. Like money, it shouldn't control me. I should be able to release it. it, it anything. Anything. Right. We should be able to release whatever we have. So. It says, now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us. And so this is awesome news. This is amazing news because God is pouring out his spirit, but he wants us to know him by the spirit and not according to the flesh, right? This was the whole thing that Paul kept going back and forth with the churches about. Like, listen, don't be carnal. Live in the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Let's see what, Let's hear what the Spirit's saying. And uh, Romans, Romans 7, uh, 10, 17, yes, faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes what? By God's Word. And let me just stop here for a minute because the Spirit speaks the Word. It wasn't Father, Son, the Word. Do you understand? God is spirit. That's what Jesus tells us. That's what he told the woman at the well. God is spirit. So even when he was hovering over the waters, then he said the word, and and he said, let there be light. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying this, that the word that God speaks comes by the spirit so we have the written word the logos word but he is speaking by his spirit through the logos the written word he will also speak by the spirit in your inner man and speak to you things that will line up with the spirit in the word amen and so i we just have to pay attention to the word of god right the written word of god and 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 tune in the sound of God's voice in the midst of the word and so he wants to he wants to tune you into the channel that the spirit of God is speaking and this is what the lord was saying to me was personally he said miles i want you to hear my spirit and i want you to just go back. He wants me to read the word. Believe me, I get lost in the word. We don't have to worry about this guy getting lost outside in spirit land someplace without the word. You you know, I'm just telling you, there's a place that the Holy Spirit's saying, come and rest, and, and come in this place where you incline your ear to the Spirit, because the Spirit wants to speak. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, not just eat, right? We come here, we come to a meeting, we Go to YouTube. We got all our sources. This podcast is a thousand ways to get a, a word from God. But I'm saying to you, God has called you to hear his voice for yourself. Yeah. Incline your ear to him. That means I give him my attention. I give him my, uh, all, of, all of who I am, and I lean in to what he's saying in this hour. Jesus said it over and over in the Gospels. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear. It wasn't just, he wasn't just reciting the word, but he was releasing kingdom truth. And he said, he who has an ear, let him hear. And so he also spoke about dull hearts and being hard of hearing and without vision or insight. <laughs> so we think, you know, because we can get, we, <laughs> people can get funny. Like about the prophetic. Like, well, it's, you know, it, it didn't line up in this way, that way, or anything in exactly in the word. And I'm not saying we go against the word. But I'm telling you there can be revelation that you receive that, that comes outside of the word. Oh, I'm, I know I'm dangerous right there. I, you can receive things outside of the word that is from the Lord. It's from the spirit. It's by the spirit. And it will, it will assimilate with the word. But it may not sound exactly like John chapter 10, verse 10, or oh, better. But, but you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you the Lord is wanting to speak to us in fresh new ways, and we have to have ears to hear. So Matthew 13 and verse 11, and I'll wait a minute till you find it, and when you find it, say, "Word," or "Amen," or "Yeah, I'm there." And I'm telling you. God wants us to break every place where we're dull. I don't want a dull heart. Amen? Verse 11. You there? Okay, I'm going to read. This is Jesus speaking. He answered and said to them, because it's been given to you to know the mysteries. It's actually the word mysteries is hidden truths. So there's truths, 1311. 1311. So there's no question. Because it's been given to you to know the mysteries, the hidden truth. God has got hidden truths within Scripture. Hello. That there are things that God is trying to pull out of Scripture, the written word, that there's a, a, a rhema or a, a spirit, a pneuma word that comes out of the word itself. Jesus was the word. Are you hearing? So the the, the truth is here. Here we go, we we ask the Lord, Jesus help me, open up, I want to see the kingdom, it says hidden truths of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given, speaking about the the, the greater crowd there, right, for who has, to more will be given, and he will have what? An abundance, an abundance, but whoever does not have, even that that which he has will be taken away. See, so the Lord's saying that there's more than enough just in one word that he releases. Like from the scripture itself, from a prophetic word that you even receive from the Holy Spirit, that someone may even prophesy over you, that there is more power in that word to unlock it and release it to you than you even know and have the understanding of power. Because I'm telling you, the word is power. And if there's no power in the word, then it's just a dead word. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's in there. I know. There you go. I'm losing people. Come back. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Do you understand what I'm saying when I say that? That really, this word does not come to life unless the spirit of God blows upon. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more times until we we all get it, until it's like, like vibrating in your mind that you need the holy ghost you need a prayer life you need to incline of the lord you need to uh, come before the lord and just get before him and allow him to speak it's not striving it's just being but i can't hear if i don't if i if i'm not being with him if my life is not in, entangled with the lord and the spirit of the lord that gives liberty that releases healing i can't understand any bit of this i can't I can't. It's just words and theology. And guess what? God doesn't have a box. Like there is no box. God, God is outside the box. If you have a box, he's outside of it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you have a box, he's definitely outside of it and probably in it too. But I'll just say he's in your box too. Because he wants to be in your stuff. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, there has to be a place where we just go. So it says, because, uh, therefore, I speak to them in parables. What? Hidden mysteries come through the language of Jesus. Jesus would always, constantly give parables so that people would look at each other and go, what is he talking about? And so sometimes when we hear the word, like some of you are looking at me today, it's like, what is he talking about? I know. But do you understand that there's a divine mystery that God is trying to unravel within the scripture. And there's deep that calls unto deep. And there's an abundance and there is more than enough inside of the word to explode inside of you and give you more than you need to function, to overcome every single thing that God puts ahead of you. There's a realm of faith that we're talking about that abides in the word that we don't, we have yet to unlock, you have yet to unlock and understand. I'm not going to put we there because I'm getting it. And you have to be able to step into it and just turn the key. But if you don't step out and turn the key, the car never starts. You can't move from one place to another. Okay? Having a hard time getting through these five verses says but be, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not they do not hear nor do they understand and in them the prophecy Isaiah was fulfilled which says hearing they will hear and they shall not understand and seeing they will see and not perceive for the hearts of the people have grown dull and their ears hard of hearing and their eyes have closed lest they should uh Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest their understanding with their hearts and turn, excuse me, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should, what, heal them. Yeah. Oh, come on, that's a powerful word right there. Now, here's the, here's the thing, ready, when you stick the key in and you open the lock, because the Pharisees would say, right, well, Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says, you're locking them out of Revelation, he basically said to the Pharisees, you are trying to shut down revelation from, from people receiving revelation. It's the religious that tries to shut down. It's religious spirits that try and shut down your thinking so that you don't step into a fullness of, of revelation and understanding. Listen, this word is 100% pure. Okay, it is the word of God. The, the word, just because I just got to. I just gotta—I gotta brag on the word for a minute because there's a reality that comes from the word. But unless you're—if you're dull of understanding, you cannot grasp it. If you're dull of understanding, you cannot apply it. And it is the holy, unadulterated word from heaven. Done. But I can't understand it lest the Spirit opens it up to me. And see, I want to see the release of healing through the Word. Because here we go. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And what happened? He came as the man that was fully whole. And he took stripes on his back so that I would understand. (laughs) He was bruised and afflicted so that i would have revelation so that i would have salvation well, i'll back it up we'll just go basic so that i would have salvation so that i would walk in healing no questions no questions that i would walk in healing it's it's a covenant throughout scripture that we see because the word of god is given to us so that healing will flow That oppression will go, that nothing will stand in the midst of the word, the living word in our midst, that nothing will stand. That there will be no demonic presence that can oppress someone when you are filled and you emanate, you begin to radiate the presence of the Lord. The overshadowing comes from you because you're under with him. Come on, the Most High is over you, and He begins to overshadow you in such a way that the anointing that breaks the yoke that was on Jesus is resting on you. And therefore, I have everything I need. You have everything you need. You don't lack one thing. Actually, the covenant, the new covenant, the blood covenant, broke the power of sin and death. So that means you have eternal life. So you shouldn't be afraid of even death. So awakened hearts, if my eyes are not dull, I'm awake. And I see. I might see in part. That's what Paul said. We all see in part. And we prophesy in part. But the word of God abides inside of us. So Jesus tells us at the end of the kingdom age, the sons of the kingdom are, are... are are going to open up and be filled with light. Ready? Matthew, same chapter. Just go down to verse, verse 43. It says this. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has a, what, ear? Yeah, hear. Let him hear. And so flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom. So that means if I'm thinking carnally, if I'm thinking like, log- I'll just say logically. Because most of God, when he comes, you're like, your logic is thrown out the window. He is usually not speaking to you logically. He's usually speaking to you absolutely crazy. Oh, God's practical, brother. No, he's really not. I'll tell you he's really not. Sometimes it's practical steps, but when he's speaking, he's usually speaking out of things that you can't comprehend, right? And so your heart condition determines how you see and perceive the spirit. And I I, I just, it, it really is. It's about the heart. It's my heart perceives things because of the things that I've been through. And so this is why the the Lord came, shed his blood, so that you'd be free from all the stuff that try. You know, every disorder would be taken care of because of the cross. You've been justified. You come before the Lord. You're clean. You're blameless. It's really the blameless, you'll see, I'm going to go back to that. It's way back in Genesis. He says, if you you just walk before me blameless, I'm with you. Oh, not just in a little bit. Oh, it's crazy. It's a covenant that was given to Abraham. He's like, just walk before me blameless. And what does it say? The scripture says that it was accounted to him as what? Righteousness. And he believed God. And so, you know, we give Abraham a hard time for all the things that he messed up in. But you know what? It was all in the plan of God. (laughs) I can't even get into that part today. Because, see, when I get in the Word, when I begin to open the Word, the Word begins to open me up. And it begins to open, go in, like divide me on the inside. And I said today, I'm getting up from the desk. I'm like, Lord Jesus, you need to... Do something to my mind so that I can remember all this stuff. I can't write it fast enough. I can't receive it fast enough. Revelation comes in such a way in the scripture. I'm just talking about the scripture alone. It comes so fast and hard. Like it's never mind 110 mile an hour fastball. It's like 220. Wham. And I have to write it. And then I have to remember that thought that it connects to there. And it has to, you understand, this is what I deal with every week. And then fasting doesn't help it. It just accelerates it. So I want you to just hear me because the, I, we have to be understanding that God, God, deal with my heart. Okay? My heart condition determines how I perceive everything. So so, so it says this in verse 21, Proverbs chapter 4. It says, do not let them depart from your what? Eyes. And keep them in the midst of your eyes. Heart. I like that, right? So in Joshua 1.8, and I'm just going to say it because you all know this, so I'm not waiting. This is the book of the law, Joshua 1.8. This is the book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Shall meditate means like chewing, chewing on it like a cow. You digest it, you infuse yourself with the book. The book of the law. We got a lot more than the law here. But the book of the law. And then he says, you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that it's written. So what's he saying? You're, You're reading it and you observe. You read the word and you begin to absorb because your eyes begin to see as God sees. Your eyes begin to open up into a realm of revelation where you begin to grab hold of God's doctrine. Yeah, yeah. Let's get God's doctrine and theology. I'm telling you, when you begin to open things up like that, the Lord begins to expound and open up and show you things that you never thought. But it has to come by you inclining your ear. And you have to observe. You have to go in and you have to observe. You, yes, yes. It's not an osmosis like I said the other week. It doesn't happen like that. I have to read the word. I have to just, and, and even reading the Bible, right, in a year, I'll just say. It's not my favorite thing because I have to speed read. It reminds me of Bible college. Okay, Sorry. Sorry. Lord knows. Huh? Expound on that because we we would go in and we would begin to study, study, but when the word becomes a study book, how many know it loses that gold luster that's on the side? I'm just I'm just being honest because I would we would study for four years. Read the Bible again. No, you thought you read it. Read it again. Just read it one more time. Can you just read it one more time? Yeah. And then it's a study book that you're being tested on. Not fun. Not fun. Some of it was. and, And the Lord moved incredibly while we were there on our lives and changed us and transformed us through the word. But I'm telling you, you don't want this to become a study session. Right? This is what people do. They get in a room. And they, they decide how they're going to write study books on this stuff. Okay? I'll leave it there. Let's just keep going on this verse, right? <laughs> observe. Observe to do all according to all that's written in it. What did he say? Look. Look and observe to do. See? I love it. I was in... I was in prophetic school with Rick Joyner over the weekend. This was one of the good things, right? He said the Holy Spirit's not, you know, he's the helper, not the doer. I love that. Like, okay, I know, I'm waiting. I know he's the helper. I know he's the comforter, but he's not the doer. And he's looking for you to observe, and then you begin to do what he says. The Bible says that Jesus went about teaching... And what? Doing. And so there has to be a display of what God does as we observe what he says. There has to be a display of what God does by doing what he says. This is good, ready? Yeah. Then you will. Then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. Success in the kingdom. I like that. That's what we want. That's what we're believing for. That's what I'm, you know, when I when I build a, a business, I didn't want it to go down on the ground and plop, you know? No. Same is when we're doing kingdom work. We don't want to be, oh, Rocco probably. <laughs> I'm just guessing, just guessing. <laughs> just guessing. I love him. It says this. Listen. For then, for then you will make your ways prosperous, and then you will have good success. In other words, you will be powerful. Breaking into new dimensions. Yes, that's what it means. It's actually talking, when that word prosperous is written, it's meaning that you break out and break in and you forcefully get in some place that you weren't, didn't have access to. And so the, the reality is, God has wanted you to live from that place, that you bust into those places and you act wisely and have success. Stop. Act wisely and have success. Not foolish and have success, but wisely. That I listen to the word of the Lord and I act wise. Because wisdom, if without wisdom, I don't care any revelation I get. If I have no wisdom to, display, to walk it out, I'm toast. You're toast. God wants you to have wisdom to walk out the things that he spoke to you, right? Psalms 1. But delight in the law of the Lord. Right? Meditate. It actually means to talk to yourself. Now, I wonder why I talk to myself. Now I know why. Because I'm meditating on what God says. How many talk to themselves? No, don't lift your hands. Don't lift your hands. Don't lift your hands. I'm just kidding. He meditates and talks to... He meditates day and night, sorry, and talks to himself day and night. No, meditates day and night. So there's a concentration on the words that are spoken through the word, through the law, through his, his word. And he says, he shall be like a, plant, a tree planted by the rivers or the channels of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. So God is causing your heart to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because you observed, because you meditated, because you talked to yourself. No, no, you encourage yourself by the word that God was releasing to you. That you have good success and you prosper because the word that you meditate on becomes alive inside of you. Becomes alive inside of you. And we know that Jesus said, right, in in regards to, it's a river, it's a channel. It's a channel. (laughs) It's not new age. You're a channel for the Holy Spirit. You are a channel. You're an open channel valve for the holy spirit to come through right jesus said he believes in the words that i spoke in the scriptures out of his heart will flow out of his heart will flow so i'm saying this to everyone in the room how is your heart flow right now let's just talk about it your heart flow is determined by the words that you've been meditating on by the things that you've been believing for that your heart is is the, the condition of your heart is being continually uh, uh, encouraged or discouraged by what you meditate on, <laughs> and I can think of plenty of times where I'd been in places where I'd been discouraged by my thoughts. Right? How many? Even in, even in healing, ready? Like, that is, like, a number one thing for everyone. Like, when your bodies get afflicted, and God, we're just wondering, we're asking the Lord, you need to meditate on the word. No, we need to meditate on the word. Because it's really no one else's faith that gets me healed other than my faith. That's really, and I'm not putting that on anyone. But even when I pray for the sick, let me just say this. Because we got to stop coercing people into getting healed. Oh, listen to me for a second. That there is, either you are carrying faith and the words of faith inside of you, and you believe that you are uh, commissioned by the Lord to go heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead. Either we believe that or not. I'm not saying that Listen, there are conditions in a, in, a, in a corporate setting that will set faith in the atmosphere. And it's sometimes by the word of knowledge, sometimes by a spontaneous miracle. But I'm telling you, there has to be a, a, a place where every believer comes to this. That it is not determined on anyone else's faith. Listen, there is nothing wrong in heaven. When I pray for the sick, there is nothing wrong in heaven. There's nothing wrong on that side. It's either I'm not a river, a conduit of faith that pushes through and goes into, an, into a realm that I don't understand, but I know that God has conquered. I know that the Holy Spirit has, has authority over. I know that Jesus already broke the power of. I know that because he spoke it in his word. And so until I get a revelation of that word and it becomes alive in me, then I don't see any of that because I don't stand in this place of of faith myself. Never mind anyone in the room. Can I say that? Good, because I'm going to say it anyway. The reality is I am not anymore dependent upon your faith to see you healed. The Lord is totally on my faith and my understanding And my heart position to receive. And you're like, well, we still aren't. I believe uh, somewhere, 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 the Lord is after any unbelief inside of me. Oh, it's hard. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. But God's going to get us there. He's going to get us there. You hear me? I don't care what any condition is in the room. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what is happening in the room. I'm believing that everyone, every single person that you begin to lay hands on will be healed. I'm believing it for myself that every person that I lay hands on will be healed. Not just okay for a little while and then they leave and come back. They need the same thing. Some people have been healed of the same thing over and over and over and over again. No, God... The Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus is enough. Oh, excessively enough. There is no limit. Yeah. So then we are living in this abundant life, right? That's what you're living in as a new creation because of the finished work of Christ. Everyone knows what the finished work of Christ is in this place. Jesus gave his life, he didn't do it halfway. He did the whole thing; it's done, right? It says this in verse twenty-two, Proverbs twenty, uh, Proverbs four, verse twenty-two says, "For they are life, and they, and to those who find them, and health, to all their flesh." Amen. And listen, Jesus said, again over and over, He said in the in the book of Revelation, this is now where. John has a revelation of the resurrected Christ face-to-face, and he begins to... To declare things over the churches. He begins to speak things over the lampstands, over the churches. The, the seven burning spirits of God are in the midst, right? And the Lord is in the midst of the lampstands. And there's fire, and there's the Lord, and the Lord's eyes are fire, and it is the place where you do not mess around. It is a place of holy glory and presence where God lives and abides. That same presence lives and abides in you. And so he said this to the churches. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says, what the Spirit says to the church. And so when the Spirit speaks, in, speaking something, then I need to grab hold of that. It says, to him who overcomes in verse uh, chapter 2 and verse 7. Sorry, guys. I'm ahead. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. To him who overcomes, I give to eat from the tree of life. There is life-giving power that through the finished work of Christ, now we're standing before, I just say this, so many times the Lord comes back to me in the same way, his burning eyes and a sword coming out of his mouth. Every time he comes back like that to me, personally, personally, he comes in a vision like that. It's to release words, it's to release his fire, and it's to release his authority. And so every one of us, Every one of us, listen, whether you've encountered him like that or not, you can and you will. And there, you are in a position, you are already in a position to receive face-to-face encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, well, you're talking extra biblical. No, I'm not. It's all in the Word. It's all in the Word. If John did it, I'll do it. If Paul did it, I'll do it. I don't care. It didn't go away. It's not cessation nonsense. It's the truth. The truth of God is that you will encounter the Lord if you want to. But most people are afraid. And if you're seeking for the Lord, then you, should, you will receive the Lord. You're not going to receive some deceiving spirit, the angel of light that's come to deceive. No, you've come looking for the Lord. you come declaring that you want to see Jesus. You open your word. You meditate before the Lord, and he comes to visit you. It's available. Do we want it? Am I set apart to to allow the Lord to do that? Is my heart just open? Because we're talking about the heart, right? And you're walking in the finished work of Christ. Living and moving in a new creation reality. That means that I no longer, right? I no longer walk according to the flesh. Paul said that, right? Right? You're walking by the Spirit. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 17, same thing, right? To he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And he says, to him who overcomes, I will give him hidden manna to eat. And I'm telling you, (laughs) life-sustaining, there is two things The Lord is wanting us to see. And I'm going to go go into it right at the end here. But there are two things that the Lord wants us to see. He is the one. He is, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is the one who provides. He is not the one who provides just a little. He provides us in every season. He provides in every single way. Whether we need spiritual nourishment. Whether you need physical healing. Whether you need emotional healing. Whether you need psychological healing, whatever it is, intellectual deliverance, come on, because there is this, there are the redemptive names of God, and they are revealed to us early on in scripture, and that means they are first mentioned, and that means that we have them throughout eternity, even way back from Genesis, all the way through Revelation, and into our age, Genesis 17 and verse 1, when I was looking at this, it was Abraham who was 99 years old. It says that the Lord appeared to him and he said, I am almighty God. Walk before me blameless. And I'm telling you, there's a grace on your life to walk before him blameless. What is the grace? It's the blood of Jesus I entered in. It's because of the blood of Christ that I have full access to the, holy, to, to the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It's because of the blood of Christ that I don't have to do it And I he sees me blameless. He sees me as his son. He sees me without anything that hinders me from entering into his presence. And so when, when Abraham was had this encounter with the Lord, it says that he appeared, the Lord appeared to Abraham or Abram. And it says that he, he declares himself El Shaddai. El Shaddai. This is the first mention of the Lord showing up. This is how he displays himself. I am God Almighty. I am the one that is more than enough. I have more than enough. It literally means that. It literally means. It means an all-sufficient one. It's the one you, there's nothing else. There is no one else. There is only Him, and He has everything. And if we put this in context to healing, deliverance, salvation, any of these things that we on, honestly, some of some of some people constantly struggle with: Am I walking with the Lord? Am I saved? Am I living? With the Lord, is my life connected? No. It, as far as the, if you gave yourself to Jesus Christ, if you made a commitment to him in your heart, not through a, a prayer, by your heart, by the way you, you came to the Lord and you said, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I surrender myself to you. This should be no question. There should be no question of whether you're saved or not saved. So he's the one that's in an inapproachable light. <laughs> you understand. If I think of the God of glory, I think of the Lord Himself standing next to the right hand of the Lord, Je- uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember S- Stephen when he was stoned. He saw him to the right hand of God the Father. But how did he see God? He saw the Lord, human form, resurrected form, standing up, not seated in heavenly places, but standing up next to God. It was all his glory and all his brightness because he does not take on human form. He is spirit. Oh no, we need to get this. We need to get this because this is a key for us to unlocking all the things that the Spirit of God is what dwells in a room that touches, that lands on someone and heals them. It's, it's the same God that lands on someone and brings them into total salvation, radically changed, delivered from dar- drugs in, in a moment. It's the same God who comes to someone who may think they need 30 years of counseling, but no, they just need a touch from heaven. They need an encounter with God. And this is the same God who met with Abraham on that day and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me blameless. Oh, man. And so I, th- I, I just have to, he has the power within himself, not me or anyone else in this building. Yes, we carry an anointing. We're anointed by the Holy Spirit. You should be anointed by the Holy Spirit. But there is a power that's being released upon us even now. Even now, I believe it. It's going to begin. It's going to begin. It's going to begin. That the Almighty who rests, the Almighty, the Lord who has everything, The Lord who is strong, if you just looked up, his strong and his outstretched hand. Oh my goodness, see you in a month. I'm telling you, if you look at his outstretched arm and do a study, it will ravel you through scripture. He is the one that will take care of every single thing. I'm telling you, healing is nothing for the Lord. See, even when I say that, I feel resistance. I'm just telling you what I'm sensing in the room. That thing's got to die. That thing's got to be slain and killed because the lamb was already slain from the foundations of the earth. And he broke the power of sin, death, sickness, everything. Everything. So El, El Shaddai himself has the power to minister to every part of your life. Every part of your life. Every part. Not lacking one thing. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's not lacking one thing. And this needs to lay on us tonight. We walk before him blameless because we have access to the holy place by the blood of Jesus. It's the blood. It's only the blood. It's only the blood. It's only the blood that's given me access to the holy place. where I walk before him blameless. I walk before him pure. I walk before him clean. I walk before him in a place where no demonic, no demonic oppression can touch me because I live in the power of the blood. I live under the power of the blood. I'm baptized because of the blood. I'm baptized with the fire of God because of the blood of Jesus. He's justified me. I don't have to justify myself. I don't have to go to court. He already did it. He broke the power every bit of power that the enemy has over your life is broken by the blood of Jesus tonight. Every place. And he's health to all their flesh. And I'm just going to read some scriptures. I'm not waiting for you. Just telling you. I'll I'll say them clearly and I'm going to go on but I need to declare these over this place because I'm telling you from the beginning to the end healing is our portion healing is your portion I am tired of people being sick I'm tired of be- people having stuff on them I am tired I am done I've been 3 weeks studying the scriptures 3 weeks watching watching people struggle and I ke- and I'm like God it's not God. I say, it's me. Just take account. Ready? Release faith. I release faith. I release faith in the word right now. I release the fire of God on the word right now. Exodus fifteen twenty six, And he said, this is the Lord. If you diligently heed my voice. This is all the same. If you incline your ear. If you listen to what I say, if you listen to what I say, the voice of the Lord, if you heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what's right in His sight. Again, I hear what He says, and I do what He says. That's all I do. It's super easy. Like, I hear the Word, and I do what the Word says. It's like so simple, and we make it like, oh, I can't do it. No, you can do it. You can do it. Do what's right in his sight and give what ear to his commands and keep all his statutes. I will put none, everyone see the word, none, none of these diseases. He didn't mean some and they misquoted him. No, he meant none, none. There, none of these diseases, none of these diseases upon which I put upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you. That is Jehovah Rapha. That is the second reference to the Lord and His uh, and all of who He is of the seven names of God. I'm telling you, this is it. Can I say this? Moses got there, the waters were bitter, bitter, bitter. And it was just a sign. Ready? It's again, it goes back to the cross. He took the stick. He took the stick, the wood, the cross, and he put it in the water. And the water they, it was healed by what? The wood. No, the water was healed by the Lord. The water was healed by Calvary. The water was healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So that you would be free from sin, sickness, and disease. Jehovah Rapha, Exodus 23 and 25. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread. (laughs) He'll bless your bread. He'll increase it. He's just going to make more. Come on, I don't have to wait for that thing to mature. I I just, in in the corner on the heater, so I can make some more bread. He'll just make some more bread for me. Come on. And your water. So I have plenty of sustenance. I have the flow of the Holy Ghost. And then he said this, that I will take sickness away from your midst. Faith, faith, faith. Release it. We release it in this place. Take the words that I'm saying. It's not when you look at it and you just read it because, oh, well, he's preaching on healing again. I haven't preached on healing in a long time. But it's about the ear. That when I hear what the Lord's saying, that's why word of knowledge is so powerful. That's why prophecy is so powerful. That's why words of wisdom are so powerful. Because when we're hearing from the Lord and we do what he says and we're instructed of the Lord. And and I begin to do the things that he spoke to me to do. And I begin to access those places. It opens up. I push in. I incline. It opens up. It spreads wide the things that God is about to do. It, It even gets better. You shall suffer no miscarriage, and there will be no barren in the land. Come on, God will bring forth everything that was promised that would be birthed. God will bring forth. There will be no barrenness in the land. There will be only fruitfulness in the land. And the number of your days, I will fulfill the number of your days. It will give you life. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 15. This isn't all of them. I'm just hitting a few. I'm, I'm going to hit Old Testament, and that's it, I think. Yeah. Yeah maybe not yeah it's just old testament it's not even all of them deuteronomy 7:15 says the lord will take away from you all sickness and will affi- and will and that will affect afflict you excuse me with none of the terrible diseases of egypt which you've known <laughs> and then he says i will lay them on those who hate you we don't we don't wish that But do you hear that? I will take away from you. That means if you're in the room right now and you've got something afflicting your body, he's going to take it away from you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When I speak this word, as the word is spoken, and I believe that the Lord's going to do it, I believe it. I believe it for you. That any place, any affliction in your body can be remedied by the blood of Jesus Christ today, right now, right now. Isaiah 53, and we know this, but he was wounded, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgression and he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Peter said we were healed. I'm telling you that there is something that is so powerful about the stripes of the Lord that it completely eradicated sickness in the entire earth. You say, we don't see it. No, because you are called and commissioned to walk it out. You are agents of healing. If you believe. If you believe. If you believe that. If you believe that. Psalm 103, who forgives all my iniquities? Yes, thank you Jesus. He saved me from my sins. In the same verse it goes on, who heals you of all your diseases? It's one and the same. So my salvation gave me complete healing. The reality is when I became saved, honestly that is truth. that's the 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 truth. For eyes to see and ears to hear. That's the truth. That's the truth. I'll keep smacking it. I'm telling you. Hit, 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 hit. I'm telling you. God is not about to half heal you. He is going to fully heal you. I'm telling you, he's not about to half deliver you. He's going to fully deliver you. He's not about to just give you a little bit of reprieve on the, on, the, on the torment that takes place right now. And you leave here feeling great. No, I believe that the Lord is going to heal you completely in this room. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Diabetes, I don't care what it is. I don't care. I don't care. You, you, oh, you guys, wait till I show you this picture and I'm going to freak out at the end, because there's no reason, no reason, in a sec, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the trigger, who who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with, what, loving kindness, that means I don't have to worry about whether God loves me or not enough to heal me. Or whether I'm doing something wrong or I'm missing something. No, you didn't miss anything. His healing is forever. His loving kindness never changes. Look up loving kindness. That's another one that you can chase down the rabbit hole. I'm telling you, his loving kindness is better than life. And we will get there. 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 there. Psalm 107, verse 20. It says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. I, I could just go on and on and on. And I could just fire these at you. But here's the thing: you gotta catch it with a faith mitt. <laughs> you gotta say, I take that, Pff, I take that, Pff, I take all 15 of these, Pff, I take them, and I'm and I'm free. I take every bit of it, I receive every bit of it, and I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to apologize. I can't apologize for the word. Oh, it, oh, we can't, like, logically think, okay, I'm not healed, so then there's a reason. No. He's not trying to teach you anything. That would be a sick, sedated father trying to teach you something by afflicting you with sickness. He's a good father. He's a good, good father. And so no matter what it looks like, I'm believing God's going to break it through. And there's going to be a pool. If it happened, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you one minute, one minute. Go ahead, put it up. It's just, it's a bad picture too. Put it up. What is that? You're like, what is that? You know what it is? It's all crutches on, on a ceiling of a church. 2008. That's not even all of them. That's just a shot. Let me just say this 11,000 cripples were healed in that church. 11,000. 11,000. 11,000. 11,000. That means no paralysis has any life here. That means no, no affliction has any life here. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, I'm totally going to be a lunatic. You're going to be afraid of me in a month. This has to, no, this has to be really something that we're not going to strive for. No, it's called, I, I just fill myself with the word of God. Because we go like, oh, he'll heal when he gets good and ready. No, no, he's ready to heal. No, the, it's already been done. By his stripes, we were healed. And there has to be a, a resurgence of, I don't know. It's not like, like in the old days, in the 19th, this was, this was after, right? This was after the 40s and 50s. Like they used to just wheel them through this little river in wheelchairs and they'd get up. There was a healing river in the church. Like he, did. he had this healing river. It, just, it wasn't even a baptismal. It was just push them through in three inches of water. They'd rise up. I watched, I'm telling you, and even still, ready? This pastor died of cancer. But God healed thousands, tens of thousands, tens of thousands. So then we go, I don't understand it. No, I don't understand it either. But I know he tapped into something. I know he tapped into something. Come on, how many want to tap into something So there's two things I just, I'm going to highlight on and I'm just going to leave it there. But the Lord is the one who provides. He's the one who provides. The first two words that were declared, the names of God that were declared in Scripture was God provides and God heals. And then in the middle of that, he said, I'm the all-sufficient one. This is before we even get into Exodus, the fullness of Exodus Numbers, Deuteronomy, the law, any of that. It's before any of that. It was the declaration that God's provision is for us. Always, from the beginning of time to the end of time. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a son, I'm an heir of, of who? Abraham. Look at me, somebody. I am an heir of Abraham, and so are you. And if I'm an heir of Abraham then I'm telling you there will be affliction that won't touch this place because I'm believing that God is going to release a fire of healing. (sighs) The Lord provides. God provided a spiritual life through Jesus Christ. He provided healing through Jesus Christ. He's complete, it's completely undeserved. Look at me. It's completely undeserved. It, you didn't do anything to get it, but it's yours anyway. It's completely undeserved. Any place where you feel like you don't measure up, it's completely undeserved. God puts you blameless before him. I'm sorry. That's the truth for you. It made us free from sin and death, hell and the grave. Huh. It's the Lord who heals. He completely whole. You're completely whole spiritually, and He quickens your mortal body on an account of the spirit of the Spirit of God. Let me just say this. Remember, I, I don't know. I'll just use a credit card because I was thinking layaway. Anyone remember layaway? You do a layaway. You know, you put twenty bucks down, and you and you. And you can go back later and get it. In in essence, this is what Jesus did. Jesus, before provision for healing came, of course, he was God in man's flesh. But before the provision of healing came, he was on layaway. Because the Bible said he went about healing. He went about doing good, healing all those who were sick and oppressed the devil. For God was with him. So, for us, it's already been paid for. I don't even have to put anything down. <laughs> like I have an endless credit card from my papa that says, you, you, get, you get free and clear as many healings as you want. As many deliverances as you want. As many people being set free from captivity as you want. As many people that you can ever imagine just believing that God's going to eradicate all the sickness. I don't know. Just believe it. I believe he wants to do it. Galatians chapter 3. Chapter 3. We want to incline our ear to the Spirit. Amen? So that what health can come. I want to incline my ear to hear. He says this in verse 1. He just says, He just. He's all over the Galatian church. Seeing saying, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It literally means witchcraft. Who has cast a spell over you? That you should not obey the truth. I'm telling you, we're, we're going to obey the truth. We're going to be aware. We're going to be inclined. We're, we're leaning in. We're leaning in to the truth of God. We're leaning in. You're leaning in right now to the truth of God. That you should not obey the truth before those eyes, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. He's saying, listen, who has bewitched you and told you that you needed anything else other than the crucifixion of Christ? There is no other way. There is no other way to the Father except by Jesus Christ, except by him alone. There is no other way by any man that any man can be saved except by Jesus Christ. There's no other way that anyone else can be fully healed except by the Lord himself. There's no other way that miracles can fly and and God can move in power and God can actually uh, overtake a a region of 300,000 people. he asks this question, he goes, This is only what it, this is this is this is only what I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of, of law or by the hearing of faith? Problem is they all got hung up on going back to Jewish tradition, trying to figure out how to do the things of the kingdom. And, and it never comes by that. It always comes by faith. It always comes by stepping in. He said, are you so foolish having begun in the spirit and you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Ready? Verse five. Remember last week. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. For therefore, therefore we, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Come on, how many people are the sons of faith in here? Sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Mm. Preach the gospel to Abraham. I'm sorry. God preached the gospel to Abraham. Do you hear me? I'm talking about mysteries of the kingdom. The Lord preached the gospel to Abraham. By saying, in you, all nations shall be blessed. So then, you are of faith and blessed in believing Abraham. What's he saying? He preached the gospel to Abraham. How? Ready? Here's the promise. The promise is this. Abraham, look to the stars. That'll be all your seed. Just as far as you can see the stars, all the burning, shining ones, that's going to be your seed. I'll attest that to be all the promise of Abraham. No, 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 that wasn't it, that wasn't it. Because remember, Abraham messed up. Abraham messed up. Didn't he mess up? He tried to produce the promise through another means. No, no, no. God preached the gospel by Abraham messing up. Oh, no, this is good. God preached the gospel. We think, oh, we, be, we bash Abraham. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't believe. How was he by faith? He, he tried to do it another way. He tried to change, change the plan and not go through Sarah. He, he tried to bring another child in a different way. The Bible says that when, when this happened, that he, he says to Abraham, look at the sand of, of, the, of the sea. All the sand of the sea, all the sands of the earth, that's going to be your children. Oh, we have all the children of promise there of Abraham. We have all the children of, Is, of Ishmael, right? Isaac and Ishmael. It doesn't matter because God preached the gospel through the life of Abraham. Because what we think and what we look in our our logical mind and in our mind, we think that Abraham messed up and tried to force the promise. But realizing that God had already planned that he knew Abraham. He knew what Abraham, how many know that God knew what Abraham was about to do? And he saved the entire world through that one thing. And he said, no, all of them are blessed. Oh, you don't even understand it. This is how he preached the gospel. There is nothing you can do that is going to thwart the Lord's eye away from you. Come on, Abraham was God's friend. He was a friend of God. And he tried by his own means. But even through the work of the flesh, he redeemed it and he preached the gospel to Abraham because both both the promised son and Ishmael was not the promise. They're all saved under what? The blood of Jesus. So I want you to stand because we're going to just release healing in the room. Listen, we're inclining our ear to the Lord. should be full. You can burn.